Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Tell me your tales. My name's Brady Trelfel. I'm the host of this podcast and what we do on this episode, the uh, Road to Berlin podcast series with Julian Spence and Bradley Croker, is we talk to the fellas about how their marathon preparation is going for the Berlin Marathon, which is in nine weeks as of the recording date. Um, This is episode number eight. So if you haven't caught the other seven episodes, I'd probably recommend going back and listening to those ones first. And overall, this is number 36 of the podcast, so we're starting to get um, into some pretty big numbers here. I'm having fun putting them together, and I hope you're getting some value out of listening to them. Thanks to the listener questions that have been coming in. If we don't get to it this week, we will get to them in coming weeks, trying to scaffold them a bit to try to hit one um, per week. I think every time we hit the record button with the boys i always think we're probably going to be finished in about 30 minutes but the episode's getting longer and longer which uh i hope you're enjoying because it probably gets a bit more detailed as we go thanks to the people who left a review on itunes this week it is really appreciated um also thanks to our international listeners it was great to hear just this week heard from some heard from some people in canada um norway We've got some Irish listeners over there as well, which is um, which is good. So please reach out if you're listening to us from the other side of the world. It's always good to hear where people are listening from. Anyway, that's enough from me. Um, topic for this week was food and, uh, yeah, a few injury niggles. So everything isn't as smooth as we would like it to be on the front from all three of us at the moment, but you'll hear all about it in this episode. Enjoy, guys. Thanks for tuning All these pious Western devotees, you know, kind of put their handkerchiefs in their mouths and try not to laugh. Good, sorry about being a bit late there. Nah, got to do what you got to do. Got to do what you got to do. Drive back to Bendigo, two hours in the car for a 10-minute presentation. Bloody, um, it was good, though. Good to get back and see all the old uh, Bendigo YMCA Harriers folk. Which was oh, good. yeah? Yeah, yeah, it was good. Got a couple of kids going to World University game, so they're doing a fundraiser for them. Where's that this year? No idea, to be honest. Um yeah, couldn't tell you. <laughs> so you went to the fundraiser and you don't even know what where they're going. No, well, I knew they're going to the to the games. I just wasn't sure where they were held. 
I should really look that up. Could be Melbourne. They're not going to. Not going to. It's all about, all about pressing the flesh for Brady. Hey. Yeah. He's, uh, on his quest for being mayor. Now this is Bendigo, mate. Different postcode. It's um, no one even knows me back there anymore. Long forgotten about me. Someone knew to invite you to speak. Well, I was speaking. The topic was Berlin Marathon 2016. So like uh, re re going over all that business. So it was actually good talking to blokes that weren't bagging me out half the way through the conversation. <laughs> I, I was about to say I've heard that one before. <laughs> Lucky I didn't. Yeah, uh, yeah. I can tell you about that all day if you want. Right, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's get this rolling. Let's uh, let's start with you, Brad, because you've had an interesting week. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's been a bit up and down. Um, so I'll start, I guess, with Monday. So I, I guess I came off thirty-seven and a half k on Sunday. So I made sure Monday was pretty light. So I just did forty-five minutes um, at around four tens with some of those ten-second hills at the end. Um, Tuesday morning, went out for 35 minutes at 4.15s. Uh, and then Tuesday afternoon, I sort of, I'm an ahhing whether, because sometimes when I run really long on a Sunday, I'll, I won't do a session Tuesday, I'll postpone it till Wednesday just to freshen up a little bit. And I was um and ahhing whether to do my Tuesday session on Wednesday. But anyway, I ended up doing it Tuesday. So that was a, a monofartlek around the AIS. And um, like I've done mono, I don't know, probably, 100 plus times in my running life and um yeah tuesday was the furthest i ever got for mona so it was uh yeah 6.57 at 303s average for the for that so i was pretty stoked impressive um, mm, that's yeah. a good one yeah it felt felt really good like there was definitely pace change that wasn't like i just went out and ran a, a time trial at, you know at the same pace um yeah so then Wednesday, um, pulled up reasonably well, got through 95 minutes at 4.07s, uh, just on the same same course I always do. Thursday morning, um, 60 minutes at 4.07s on some trails. And then Thursday afternoon, I, I went to start my run and I was about a minute in and I started to feel this pain at the front of my ankle down around sort of Tibant. And um, I've got a history of tibialis anterior tendonitis and it's been a couple of times where I've run through it and I've been on the sidelines for a couple of weeks to get over it. So I boarded the run a minute in because I thought, well, it's only a 35-minute run. And if I'm tendonitis, if you get on top of it really early and just hit it with some ice and anti flams, if you just miss one day or two days, you knock it on the head and you can go back into full load again. So I took, yeah, that run off. Felt pretty good all day walking around Friday and went out for a session, got through the warm-up, felt fine, did a 40-minute tempo, um, and the goal was just to just to hit 320s per kilometre, like the whole way, no real kick down, um, and that felt really comfortable. Um, so, yeah, ended up being bang on just over 12K in 40 minutes. Um, and then my foot was just a little bit, little bit niggly on and off throughout that, um, so I cut the warm down a little bit short, um, and it was a little bit sore when I finished. So I haven't run since. Um, I've been um and ahhing sort of all weekend whether to get out, and I just wasn't confident of getting through two runs on Saturday and 32K today, and I thought to myself, if I can't get through that, like I don't want to – if I'm a tendonitis, if you don't get on top of it, it's one of those things that just keeps hanging around where it's like one day on, one day off, which, um, you know – 
what nine weeks out from Berlin. Like I'm happy to forego a few days now and get on top of it, um, especially because I've been running so well that I don't want to ruin that by pushing through for a couple of days and then missing two weeks. So, um, yeah, so that's that's pretty much been the end of my week. So it's, I've run about 95k. So it's been it's been a hard decision not to run because I could. I could get through some running this weekend, but it wouldn't be completely pain-free, and I wouldn't I wouldn't be confident that I could run, um, you know, 180k this coming week if I ran this weekend. So yeah, yeah, we'll see how see how it pulls it up. What would you rate the pain out of ten? Um, oh, it's not like four or five, um, but just with my history of tibant tendonitis, um. Th- that can that can flare up pretty pretty bad. Um, like tip tip post pain, I can run through and manage really well. I just stayed at the flat flat runs. Um, but yeah, I just I just didn't want to risk it. Um, yeah. So, but uh, anyway, we'll, we'll see if I've made the right decision in a couple of days. You're going to get treatment. Uh, well, not at this like at this stage. I've been icing anti inflams, um, and I'll see how it how it pulls up over the next day or two. Um, yep. if, if it wasn't any better midweek, I'd probably go and, um, I'd probably go and just get a cortisone because um, that will just knock it on the head and I'll be back running in a couple of days. So, Have you had but, that before? Um, I haven't had it there, but um, one of my mates who was meant to run Gold Coast, he had that about three or four weeks out and he got the cortisone there and it fixed it straight away. Mm. Um, but I'm not even I'm not even sure if it is tibant tendonitis because I'm so I can run my finger all the way up the tendon and it doesn't hurt to push on it but it's more um, to the just just to the lateral side of the tendon it's just tender to push there so it's like it might be um, yeah might be those other tendons that run run up the foot but it's yeah just right at the right at the front of the ankle just down in the joint yeah. Mm, right. Hey, yeah, that's, um, that's my week. That Montefartlek was impressive, though. That you got some rolling hills in that course too, don't you? Um, yeah, there's a uh, there'll be a hill at sort of I guess K two and K uh, five. Mm. Yeah, there's a yeah, but then you also get a little bit of downhill as well. Yeah, no, that's good. Right. You got to be happy with that. And that forty minute tempo, do you have like gels or anything, or just um, just no, get it no. done? That was just. Yeah, and it felt comfortable, but I guess I was always thinking about my foot a lot as well. Um, so it probably would have felt a bit easier if I wasn't thinking about that as well. And I think that was probably the dis- knowing how comfortable Friday felt really made the call a bit easier for me to just go. You know what? That's the easiest I've felt running three twenties. I really don't want to. I don't really don't want to ruin it now and like potentially miss because like you, you miss two, three, four, even five days. It does absolutely nothing for you, but then it can easily turn into one or two weeks. And then if you've missed, if I miss two weeks, I reckon it would take a month to get back into the shape that I was in. Yeah, because um, yeah, I, I always work on about for every week you miss, I reckon it takes about two to get back. Um, so I just prefer to yeah cut my losses and and then this is pretty big for me because I, I do tend to run through things and um, yeah I guess as I'm getting older and experience sim- similar pain i um i know which i know which pain to run through and which ones not to i guess hey was that um your heart rate on that that 40 minute tempo yeah so i decided to put the heart rate strap on and um i haven't used it for ages and i don't know sometimes it just 
gets a really bad reading, and I don't know if the battery's out, but I was cruising, and it was beeping at me at like 177 heart rate, like a kilometre in, and um, it just annoyed me because I obviously had a had a limit set on my Garmin um, from my previous sessions to let me know if I was running above like 175, and I'm like, there's no way I'm running at 175. So if you notice the heart rate, it's sort of up, up, and then it's just flatlined. Yeah. I, um, I actually took it off and just threw it in the bush as I was doing lap, as, on like my second lap. <laughs> Did you go back and get like, it or just leave it there? I, I, I was contemplating leaving it, but I didn't go and pick it up. I'm just like, I just don't need you beeping at me for the next 40 minutes when I know I'm not running at 177. Yeah, that's why I asked the question because it just, yeah, flat lines at 4K at 150. Like, so I thought you might have picked up someone else's running around the lake there and um, and then no. got too far away from him and flatlined it. I reckon the ones where it dipped down, so it was, you know, it would spike up at one, 177, but then it would come back down at like 150 odd or 160, and that's, that was probably more accurate. Um, but because it was beeping at me the whole way around the, the, the lap, I'm like, I'm not putting up with this for another like half an hour. Yeah, yeah that'd I'll be about right. That, that 156 and stuff when it was sitting around there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Mario, so what's yeah. the plan going forward? Are you going to have a few more days off or? Um, yeah, I'm going to try and have a run tomorrow afternoon. So the plan for this, so the plan was always to have a lighter week, um, but it was meant to be more like 140 to 150K rather than 100. Um, but there was nothing in this week that was meant to be, you know, super hard really. Um, hence the, the lighter tempo, like 320s rather than trying to run like 315s. Um, and even today was meant to be 32k, but just you know, just controlled and easy. Uh, so yeah, I'll try and run tomorrow afternoon, and then hopefully it's good. Because um, with it, with this tendon stuff, once it once you have no pain at all, it I find I can just get straight back into normal full load training. So it's just getting on top of it, so that it's just not hanging around. Good plan. Good plan. Plenty of time yeah. to go. Nine weeks. Yeah, and that's that's why I figure it's like you know even if I miss a week now it's still two months. Um, but the last thing I want is that whole day on day off, day on day off because it, it doesn't take long and three weeks has gone of doing that. And I guess for a marathon, what gets you fit is big volume, and the only way you can do that is run doubles. And I, I wouldn't be confident doing doubles at the moment with my foot. So I thought I'll get I'll have a few days off to get to the point where hopefully I can just start back doing double runs again. Yeah, good stuff. Righty, hey, Julian, yeah. over to your week, mate. You had a few uh, <clears throat> few injury niggles as well. Yeah, it's a, um, it was an interesting week, actually, because it all pretty much went to plan. It was just did it the hard way, I guess. Um, I, I got a bit of a back injury later in the week, but... Um, and I have a I have a consistent like back issue that has been good for a while now. The last time I I heard that was um, oh I reckon before Melbourne Marathon um, last year. So it's been playing ball pretty well. But uh, that was later in the week anyway. So I'll tell you how I did that. Yeah, um, but I'll start with Monday. So Monday I'm um, just I think I ran to the gym. Um, I ran to the, the studio that I go to, like the little backyard gym. And, um, and then in the afternoon, just went for another run as well. And um, it was just an awful day. I don't know whether it was bad anywhere else or whether you can remember. But this was just one of those runs that 
it was the absolute worst. You're talking <laughs> about Monday about... was beautiful. You're talking weather-wise. Yeah, weather. Oh, yeah. beautiful up here. It was almost a touch of spring in the air up here. Whoa. No jokes. Yeah, yeah no, we had that. <laughs> it was good stuff up here. Yeah, completely different than what you were describing. Oh. Anyway, sorry to catch you off. Best day we've had in ages <laughs> up here. Right. Well, yeah, that, we got the weather then, and it was bad. Um, it was freezing. So just ran easy. Tuesday um, is a bit of an unwritten law. Oh, well. It never used to be, but I really, I really like it. Is that the um, Ballarat guys or the the mono thing is that if you race on Sunday, you don't do a workout on Tuesday. The following week, you just run easy, and um, I've kind of taken that on board because I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, you can always kind of it's only one day really in between a workout, a hard race and a workout. So I think that. Um, I, I always play it on the, the safe side and have the Tuesday off. So I just drove out in the bush, had a had an easy run, um, and same in the other. I just went for a jog. Uh, Wednesday, again, just a bit of an easy run in the morning. Um, did our run club in the evening. Got a lot of people there, which was really good. Uh, and so the Thursday was the um, Thursday. I did a uh, workout in the afternoon. We did. A hill workout, me, Chris Burke, and Watto, um, where we did just pretty much just strides, 40 second up the hill, and then we did some more powerful hills, some shorter, sharper kind of sprints to finish. It, it's not a massive workout, but you know you've done one afterwards. Um, and then on Friday morning, I went to the um, I went to the gym and probably lifted a little bit heavier. We were really stoked. I lifted heavier than I'd ever done and we were like finally some progression after a year of <laughs> trying this. And and later in the day, I just got tighter through the back and tighter and I was at work and I'm like, oh no, it's coming back. So I smashed the um, ibuprofen and uh, did all the things that I've kind of learned to, to get it right. So I stopped sitting down, I stand up as much as I can, I lie down. Um, I, I just get off it. So I didn't run that afternoon when I planned to. And I, I, I basically stopped sitting at the desk and, and I go and take my laptop and I, I stand up. I put it on some high boxes and it, it, I, it, it just helps a lot. It just kind of decompresses, it feels like. Um, so Saturday, yeah, I just got up. I was really happy that it didn't get worse and worse. But the hips, they all... T- as soon as the back goes, anyone with a bad back will know that because the muscle spasms, um, you start to have to um, – you take load in other areas, like your glutes start firing and your hamstrings and even your psoas because you're in this position where you're, you're bent over. Um, so it kind of ruins your whole pelvic chain of muscles and um, – you need a couple of days normally before it all settles down. So I just jogged on Saturday as well uh, a couple of times. So it was really just a, a week of easy running so far. <laughs> and then um, uh, this morning I got up. I had to work today, so I woke up early. Bree, she came out on the bike, and I wanted to, to sort of introduce a marathon workout. So I ran 90 minutes around 90 minutes um 
just a bit faster than what I would normally run just to try to get a little bit more fatigued and when I and I finished my 90 run back at, at, at my car put some shorts on put some different shoes on and then started a workout where I um I ran four by 2k and it ended up being faster than marathon pace but it was supposed to be marathon pace and then I floated at about 330 to 335 um and that that was my long run basically when you combine it both together I think I get like 33k and then um yeah then I ran Nasavo with the group um after work so I was pretty tired and it's good to get it done so what's the thinking yeah it's a big uh, big day for you then how many k's for today Oh, it's not even that. It's not even that. Uh, maybe like 40, 40. Yeah, but what? So, like. what's the thinking behind the twenty-one k warm-up to tie your legs oh. out to then hit marathon pace? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is at least going to simulate some degree of what you'll feel like at the end of the marathon. Um, so to start hit because that workout on its own that's pretty easy really mm, you're yeah. only spending eight yeah you're only spending eight k at marathon pace and you're floating in between and and that done with a four k warm up like that's it's not difficult but when you put it up to ninety minutes it starts to become difficult um, and and this isn't like a big workout or anything like I, it, to me this was pretty pretty gentle really but it it's it's good for someone like if someone hasn't ever run hard long runs or run workouts in their long runs it's a good gateway to doing more of this because um it's a it's not too overboard so i like to do it before i get into some heavier stuff later in the program i was about to say the same thing it's a good starting point nine weeks out to then put on other stuff in two weeks or next weekend or whatever like it's you step on this one first to then go to the bigger stuff yeah exactly and you can progress like we were talking about last week in the podcast uh progress with how long i spend at marathon pace so at the moment it was 8k and in 2k intervals and that'll progress as we go further along yeah hey um and you you said a bit how you ticked along that pace a bit quicker than you'd usually jog did you have that in like your thoughts to get that moving a bit or like so why four was it 405s like why 405s and not 350 or 415 like any science behind that or just what you felt i wanted to be more fatigued when i did my workout so i didn't want to just jog along and just I, like you can run 90 minutes it was very flat out there so if I had have run at my normal jogging pace which is really a lot fair bit slower than you blokes but um, if I'd have run that I still would have been pretty fresh when I started the workout so I just wanted to tick it along get a little bit a little bit closer to what it would be like on the day yeah and it was I mean I was running by myself with Bree so you always run a bit quicker I reckon when you you're by yourself and it's it's a little more boring out there <laughs> You just because you kind of know something's coming up, you just try to get there as quick as you can. Yeah, and put the new shoes on. Gave them a test run. Yeah, mate, they are a goer. Uh, it's just there's no discussions anymore. This is the shoe. I didn't. Uh, I like the socks as well. The fluoro orange matching it. Oh, I just saw that last night. I thought, oh, this is cr- crimson. So this is Nike call this color that they got in the, the orange bright crimson. 
And then I thought, what sock should I wear with this? It, it could be a black sock, but that's a little bit boring. And then there's no real socks that are that pale blue. So it's either white or, or if you can nail that color. And I just looked up at my sock wall and go, there it is. That is, that's what I'm going to wear for Berlin Marathon. Will this be the pair of shoes? Will you get a newer pair? Are you going to keep training these ones or kind of put them away now and leave them for race day? No, no, I'm going to train in these. I'm going to get a pair of the Vaporfly 4%, um, 50 grams lighter. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a little bit poppier from what I've heard, like it gives you a little bit more response. Um, there'll be no reason not to get the expensive pair because I love this one so much. When are they um, coming out, though? Like, are they going to get out in time? They're going to be out in Australia on August 1st in various select places. I, 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 yeah, I'm not stoked where they're going, but they're not coming to me. Um, well, athletes foot. Be, nah, well, certainly not. Rebel, where are they going? In, Drop some names. Factory Nike. Out, Nike Factory Outlet, Canberra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sound they're going to be going... In Victoria, they're going to Melbourne Central and Chadston, Nike store only. And mm. I'm pretty sure, like, unless unless uh, there's another specialty store that got them, but I think there's going to be a few stores in Sydney that get them. The running company Bondi is getting a couple, and that's how I'm getting mine. Um, and then when it comes to October, that's when we get our lot assortment. So they we're a couple of months behind, but we're getting the new colour of the four vaporfly four percent when it drops it's going to be a bit late for berlin but it's going to cover us for the next few years what about monarch can he pull some strings for you i was talking i was talking about it with monarch tonight yeah and he was asking he was asking me where to get him <laughs> so yeah no he we I, I he had a friend asking him for him and he came and asked me for him and um i sort of had to pass on the the bad news yeah, I reckon just keep sniffing around that factory outlet, Brad, and just keep us posted. Yeah. <laughs> if you see one in there, buy it. <laughs> Imagine if we had a Berlin and Julian's the only one that doesn't have a pair. I'll wear Every size time. women's sevens if I have to. I'm going to be wearing Hey, um, Julian, just getting back to today's session, just yep. interested on your – so how long did you stop for after your half hour before you started your session? Oh, uh, probably five minutes. Um, okay, yeah, because yeah. I guess it's just like what you did today is almost like a variation of the fast finish long run, but you've done it sort of broken up into a session, so you're not doing you know 12k straight at marathon pace. But do you reckon there's a difference between stopping and having you know five ten minute break and then starting a session versus doing it like you know going straight from your doing it continuously? Yeah, uh, I not at the not at the easy pace I was running. Um, yeah. I just, I, it, there was, it wasn't the point today. The point yeah. was to do, do the workout and hit those reps after changing shoes. Um, yeah. I do workouts that are continuous and I basically, from the first kilometer that I start, I hit the pace because yeah. that's what it's like in a race. So I do those workouts where you just, it's all continuous and it, but, but today was a little bit different. And I don't think, I say five minutes, but it may have even been less. All I did was whip my tights off, put some shorts on, take it. I had one gel and then off I went. So yeah. 
Um, I guess what's um, what's good about that approach as well is you're not doing 32k in like a racing flat. Like you know, you can do your first half in a bit of a heavier shoe and then change shoes because I know when I do my fast finish ones. Um, so say I do a 35k run with the last 10k at marathon pace, I'm always um and ahhing. Do I wear like the streak sixes for the whole run because that's what I'm going to wear for the marathon and I'm going to feel better at the back end running 320s in those than my heavier trainers or do I do it in the heavier trainers knowing that, you know, it's probably better for my body. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Whereas when, the way you did it today, it's probably better for your body and you still get, I guess, the benefits of some hard running at the end of it. Yeah, and I think um... – you, if someone's in doubt whether their racing flat will take them through a marathon, it's a, you need to do it at least once in a racing flat and go, let's just test this shoe out. Let's see how it feels after two hours of running because yeah. a, a lot of people would put it on for a 10K and think, oh, they felt good. I'm going to wear them for the marathon and have no idea what happens in, at 35K. Yeah, um, yeah. So if, as soon as you're confident with that shoe being good longer, then I would, I would almost like put it away and just use it in small amounts. Um, and yeah, it's good to, they do feel good. The, the thing with the shoes that I'm wearing is that they're a lightweight trainer anyway. So I could potentially do the whole run in that shoe and, yeah. and not, not be too cooked because yeah. there's a fair bit of meat to them. They've got a high offset there. They're 240 grams versus a racing flat like yours, which is 190. So, um, yeah, they're a pretty protective shoe anyway, and which I, is why I use them. And I think we both touched on it that we both pulled up well from um, Albert Park in he- after doing it in heavier shoes. Yeah, definitely. What, what, you wore an Adidas shoe, right? Yeah, Adidas Boost, Adidas, Adidas, which is like 230 as well. I looked it up, so pretty similar weight to the one you're wearing. And my, and, the Adios Boost, I would have thought that would be lighter. Uh, 230, I think I looked up. Um, okay. Yeah. Which was um yeah it's pretty heavy like it's it's not it's pretty chunky a bit chunky but it doesn't look as chunky as yours but it's um yeah definitely not super fast um, yeah that's I, I have no idea that 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 it actually would have weighed that much yeah no I'm pretty sure I um I looked it up after you told me you didn't stock them the other week yeah <laughs> you I've still got that eight and a half I've got it back in stock for you did you. Yeah. What about that, Just Brad? I've got, got, got in to put some over and he bloody sold them on me. <laughs> got a, who bought those? Someone would have bought those. Well, did you, did you see Singlet is designed, Brad, for Berlin? Yeah, I did. <laughs> got the gold, gold on there. Got, got too much time on his hands. We'll put that on the Tell Me A Tales Facebook page to see what the viewers think of that, the listeners think of that. I was going to get three of them. We could all wear it. <laughs> but after you... After Put them on the bowling club no, logo on it and see how you go. <laughs> yeah, no, you've already made fun of them, so you're not having any. <laughs> yeah, added us Bruce, 230 grams. All right, well, I, I trust you. Yeah, well, I'm just trusting runshoesguru.com.au. See how that goes. All right, that's a good week. Oh, yeah. That's a solid that's week. Legit. You're um, Yeah, you're in a good yeah. spot. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm, I'm doing Ballarat 15K this coming week, so race again i'm going to do a long workout wednesday so we'll see how that goes i was just uh talking to someone in bendigo before saying andy buchanan's gonna have a go at it oh yeah well he'll, he'll be up the road a bit <laughs> yeah i don't know um if you get a good pack like albert park though you'd expect that pack of guys would be um like 
fifth through the tenth kind of thing. Like you could even get a medal. Yeah, there, there's still big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, we'll see how the. Uh, <laughs> I've come third there uh, before and haven't ran anything special. Like a lot of those ten k guys don't step up to the fifteen k. Yeah, and it's not the most um, glamorous event either. Like it's windy. It's not fast. It's a bit gross out there. It, it has been lately, anyway. So, yeah, it's a, it isn't the. A lot of guys will come down and jog it because uh, they don't want to go and waste a, a hard, long effort down there. Yeah, I reckon it can be fast though. Even if it's windy, you get a good pack that's ticking along. You can you can make it up with the tailwind over there. Yeah, yeah, you can. I've I've had a couple of good races there. I think one of them, I was right with you, and then I had to go stop at a portaloo. It's is it was probably about the best race that I'd felt. Two thirds of the way in, I thought it was the one where Dua Yoa won it. Yeah, um, Kerwin was second. I was, I was third, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, that was the one. It was it was the only race I've had to go to the toilet during an event. Yeah, right. Um, I oh. remember having to. Yeah, I still regret that. Yeah, maybe you were struggling a bit and just looking for a bit of an excuse just to peel <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, no, I I was in need. I can guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Oh yeah, we want to get off topic there. We don't want to be talking about that for too long. I'll go through my week. It was um, it was pretty eventful compared to you two boys. But Monday night we had our community run, so that was all the people who were doing Run Melbourne this weekend. Or not all of them, but we meet on a Monday night. Probably had I don't know forty or fifty people down there. We got two hundred and eleven people signed up for Sunday morning. So um, yeah, it's a bit of energy getting around a Chukamoama leading into Run Melbourne this weekend. So. That was just an easy 14k at a 4:20 pace. Felt good after Albert Park on Sunday, so that was a good sign. But I was a bit cautious that, you know, how it sometimes takes two days to kind of feel crap after a race. I was, yeah, um, yeah I was kind of. I knew I felt it right there, but I was waiting for it to hit me the next day. But um, it didn't, which was good. So I did just 7k easy on Tuesday morning. And then on Wednesday night, I've done it a couple of times and we've spoken about it in past weeks, but if I've raced on the Sunday, I'll move my medium long run from the Wednesday morning at 5am because I can get out of work pretty early on a Tuesday. So moved that 25k medium long run to Tuesday afternoon and just kind of ticked it along a bit, kind of got into that zone where it, it felt like I was working a bit, but really comfortable at the same time. So in the end, it was 25k at 3.40. Um, most of that was probably at 3.38, 3.37 pace and kind of took a few k's to get down to that pace. And then the last 2k, I think I you know, switched it back off to kind of 3.50s, 4-minute k pace just to kind of cool down a bit from it. But I've yeah, spoken about it before. I really enjoy doing those kind of longer runs and feels good and got caught in the rain it was just brutal weather um just got yeah absolutely drenched at about 15k and just had to harden up and remember that i was training for a marathon and get it done but felt good um yeah probably not much to report there it's kind of good positive signs because that's probably 20 seconds a k slower than ideal marathon pace but it's just that gap that i don't know some people kind of call it that junk area but i get a lot of confidence probably mentally knowing that i can you know, be probably conversational pace at that kind of 340 pace, which was good. It, it, it teaches you to run steady for a long time as well, which you never really do in training. Yeah, so, and it's good uh, just time on the yeah. feet. Like it's, 
you know, 90 minutes of you're moving, but you're not killing yourself so you recover well from it. And then at the, you know, as I said just before, it means I don't have to get up at 5 a.m. on Wednesday morning. So going back to our recovery conversation a couple of weeks ago, I can kind of sleep in and recover better. And I think that's probably, you know, me trying to fit the, or me making the training program fit me rather than the training program um, me fitting it kind of thing. So it was just, um, yeah, a no-brainer that I could get out of work early, got the first hour in a bit of light before it started raining and then yeah got done from there so that was a positive wednesday was an easy day so 9k in the morning and then um went out for 14k in the arvo which was nice and uh, relaxed thursday did my first workout so um yeah 5k warm-up and then i did four by 3k reps which i've done three by 3k a handful of times we've stepped it up to four before um Coach wanted 9.15 and I hit 9.30, So super even, which I was happy with. Um, pretty windy day, but I kind of do them around the industrial estate out in Moama. So it's just a big 2K um, rectangle. So you kind of get some awesome tailwinds, which makes it feel super easy. And then some dreadful headwinds because you're probably going in the one direction for about uh, 700 metres. So it um, was good to kind of get that done. Bit of a mental game the old 3k reps knowing that you kind of got to go for nine minutes and yeah just gearing yourself up to do four of them I find a bit challenging but um that was good I was really happy with that session which um yeah I was happy to bank that one Friday what to do Friday um just an easy hour in the afternoon I intentionally didn't run on Thursday afternoon I um I woke up Thursday morning and just had a bit of like just a niggling kind of annoying pain on the inside of my left knee and I couldn't really work it out. I was I thought it was actually something in my pyjamas when I first got up and started walking around the house and I felt it a bit when I warmed up on Thursday and then it kind of disappeared and did the session but I was just a bit cautious. It was kind of like that 2 out of 10 pain that is just really annoying but when I was going faster in the 3K reps I couldn't feel it too much. And then um, I just thought I'd give myself the whole kind of 25, 26 hours to recover between Thursday morning and um, Friday afternoon. So did an easy hour on Friday afternoon and could feel it a bit, but um, it didn't get any worse. So I don't think the 3K reps kind of aggravated it at all. Um, Saturday, brand new session, never done this one before, but... It was 15k tempo with the goal to run the first 5k at 16.40, the next 5k at 16 minutes, and the last 5k at 16.40. And um, had me mate Anthony Farrett by the um, Julian's number one customer from down like the road. Anthony. Yeah, he's a great bloke. So I had him, I teed him up to pace me on the bike. And, um, well, we waited until he had his kids' soccer and stuff, so it was he was pretty busy. He was run director as well at Park Run on Saturday morning, so he had a big morning, but we didn't get out till about lunchtime, which um, which was good because it was kind of middle of the day and the temperature was probably 14, which is probably similar to what it's going to be at the start of Berlin. So um, got that session done. I think I hit the first 5K in 16.35, the next one in 15.51 and then 16.28, we did um, practice everything. So uh, took the scales out. So we jumped on the scales after the warm-up and got a weigh-in and then straight on the scales after the, the session. Um, got a 180 mil of Gatorade mixed up 
in at 5k and and a gel down just trying to train the gut and see how we went as well um yeah really enjoyable session it was good not having a it was hard kind of smashing those 310 kind of 312 k's down in the middle 5k but then being able to switch off after 10k and go back to 320 318 pace was really um yeah almost enjoyable not finishing a session being absolutely spent like um, yeah, so that was, and yeah, I was talking to my coach about it on Friday night because I wasn't sure if he wanted me to, you know, really see what I could do that middle 5k or roll it down if I felt good in the last um, 5k. But he kind of just said, no, nah, it's all about settling the first and the last one at marathon pace and kind of making yourself tired in the middle to train your body um, at that pace. So I, um, he said he used to do it back in the day when he was living in Ballarat, but I hadn't heard of it before. But um, yeah, it was good to good to do that got some good data just uh with the heart rate i think the heart rate average was maybe 162 which is which is nice for me at that pace and overall it was 15k at 316 so a nice little um nice little session so i ditched the saturday arvo run as well because by the time we got home from that session i think it was about 1 p.m so that was pretty much um saturday arvo done and then today did 35k out at the barma forest which is nice kind of hilly and sandy um tracks out there you got to work a bit kind of almost cross country like for about this 7k loop we got going in there and then um richard my coach wanted me to run the last 2k at 310 pace so um got to 32k and then the plan was to do 32 to 34 but i was still about a k away from the car when i finished so i just jogged the the last k back to the car but i think i hit 313 and 308 for those uh two k's when we kind of kicked it down a bit so that was um yeah it was a good week for me 163 k's um that knee was still kind of hanging around a bit like it's i probably was pretty careful making sure i wasn't doing the doubles ideally on a big week i'd probably would double thursday would double friday would double um saturday but i didn't so yeah just going to play it by ear this is my easy week I'm into as of tomorrow so just give it a bit of time I just don't want it to get any worse than it is so um yeah some good sessions in there and some pretty positive signs yeah it's a good week it is yeah it's almost I think going back to what you said before Julian like that 15k tempo was good but it's it gives me a good opportunity to make that like a, a 20k tempo in coming weeks or kind of a bit you know I think 15k's probably minimum i want to be kind of doing that um marathon pace work but it gives me a good point to tick that off now and now go to the next level because at the end of the day it was over in like 48 48 55 it was but um yeah it just gives me a good tick the box before i go further yeah yeah and you can do that you can do that workout after like i always like look at that and go oh why don't we do that at the end of our long run that would be good, mm. and it wouldn't be it wouldn't be excessively hard. I think doing a lot of stuff on your long run is that's where I'm might direct the direction I'm heading anyway. Yeah, it was good. Still, um, yeah, like I'm still kind of trying to get better at getting the gels down and the and the drinks and stuff, and still lost like I was fifty seven point three like within you know two minutes before um, going in that session, and then straight after was fifty six point six. So even though I got a drink down. And a gel. I'm still losing a bit, a bit of weight that I probably don't want to be losing that much. Because if that's after 48 minutes on a, 
you know, a winter's day in Echuca, I've got to be careful in uh, in Berlin to make sure I'm getting all those drinks down. Mm. But um, yeah, you what's bit... your um, what's your thinking behind the like just hard two k at the end of the long run, like the day after a decent sort of session? Mm, yeah, good question. It's, all, yeah. it's not. It's I guess it's not really like it's way quicker than like it's quicker than marathon pace, but it's not extended. You know, so it's yeah. I just interested why two kilometers. Yeah, couldn't tell you. I haven't looked into it or spoken to the coach about it um, in detail to know the reason why. Julian mm. might know why if, if um, super coach over there, but um, I think. <laughs> Because we actually had it in about three weeks ago and we did, I'm not sure what the Saturday session was, but we thought we might have just been pushing the envelope a bit, doing it, you know. We kind of were happy with the Saturday session, didn't need to put anything on top of that. But um, yeah. I think ideally it's probably just, like I had 32, 32Ks in my legs at probably, I don't know, 405 pace today and then to switch it on and just, he said fast but controlled. He said, I know I kind of told you three tens in the program, but... If it's fast and you're in control and that's 320s, well, that's kind of fine. But it wasn't like 2K time trial dip into the red. It was just I peeled out onto the road just outside this forest and, you know, probably hooked myself up with a pretty good tailwind and just went in one direction for, for 2K and just tried to, yeah, just tried to run a hard six and a half minutes. But I guess it's probably, yeah, yeah teaching your body to run fast, faster than marathon pace on, on tired legs off the back of a, yeah. of a hard sad day. Julian, what yeah. do you reckon? Uh, well, yeah, it's it's changing gears. I'm not sure whether you want to change them that hot, like that quickly. Um, and but I guess it, I, I don't know the the um, the purpose behind it, so it's hard for me to comment on it. Like I don't, mm. without knowing the without knowing the the idea, like I would just assume that it would be you're depleted, and so obviously you're starting to to use. Uh, you have a lot more higher percentage of fat at that time in your run, yeah. and you need to you need to you need to go on the other side of of your lactic threshold, and and that recruits a lot of carbohydrate. And so it maybe it's to to work on the recruitment of of um, carbohydrate late when you're depleted, like that 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 would make sense. But um, yeah, it's I, I would I don't like commenting on other people's. Yeah, sessions and, and, and programs without knowing why. One thing I did last year leading into Berlin is I built that to 5K. So, like, I think it might have been maybe one of my last long runs, two or three weeks out. It was 39K with the last 5K at um, kind of 320, 325 pace. So it might be even just give me a bit of a taste to be doing that for 2K today to then build that to 5K in the, um, you know, coming months. Yeah. yeah. But, um, oh, you can set – yeah, I like – I, I think the only outstanding thing about what you did was that it was so fast. Like, if it was more along the lines of marathon pace, even just slightly quicker, then we would go, oh, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. But because it's like, oh, you've really got after it, um, it's like, oh, that, that, that's not orthodox, I guess. It's, um, it's a nice way to do your long run because you really just settle – um, Tali's come off a bit of an injury and I was running with her for probably the first uh, 28 kind of K and so we kind of just settled in the past we've been kind of banging 355s out there but today it was more 405s and it was good just knowing that you didn't have to tick things along because you're just kind of saving your legs for that last 2k which was um, 
which is a good way to run it, I think, rather than yeah, smashing yourself. But um, yeah, yeah, that was good. So yeah, all um, all that's probably the best week I've done yeah this year. I reckon like it's um, feel like I'm doing the training well to be able to do the training well. Like that's a that's a first. I'm at first base and got to get to second and third the next couple of months. Yeah, I noticed the guy who commented on this run, Russ Jenkins. That's the bloke who asked Mono for those um, vapor flies. Oh, was that on my run today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, He's right. from Bendigo. Ah, oh, is he? Yeah, you yeah. don't know him, obviously. I don't. No, I was probably sitting next to him on a table at this dinner about half an hour ago. But um, <laughs> no, I don't. Um, no, I don't know Russ. But um, that's oh, right. yeah. That- that, that's coincidental, that's all. That is it. Yeah, so, um, no, nah, it's good. And that's the first time I've been... Because my longest runs was 35 up at the Gold Coast when we did that pacing job, Brad. So it was kind of good to get a get a 35 in and then, um, yeah, go from there. Looking forward to having a light week this week and getting this knee right just to make sure it doesn't eventuate into anything. But, um, yeah, all, thing, all things are going well over here. Which is good. Hey, uh, we've got a question today. I'm going to read this question out to you guys. You're prepared? Done your homework? Maybe. This is from um, this is from Julia, and it said, this is the one I screenshotted through to you guys about um, how much she loves Julian Julian's wisdom. No, it's not. No, that was someone else. This is, <laughs> that, 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 many, that many emails yeah, come so in about how them. good Julian is. I mean, uh, crikey. This, yeah. no, this Welcome had no, to our world. He's had no mention of Julian in this email. Um, <laughs> but she did say, I found the latest episode on recovery the most valuable. I know you guys touched on this a bit as it relates to recovery, but I wanted to pose a question for a future episode. What does your nutrition look like over the course of a solid training week? And how do you ensure you get the fuel you need to run upwards of 100 miles, particularly while you're working full time? Cheers, Julia. Mm-hmm. Who would like Good. to go first? Julia. Good question. All right, I'll go first. <laughs> Jump so wise. <laughs> Didn't you do like a sports like, nutrition like course this week? I, I actually like I wasn't lying. Oh, I, I got were... I got my degree in the mail yesterday morning um, from when I finished it in 2014, and I just never actually applied to to graduate, and so I. I just picked up, got my certificate sent to me, so I'm pretty excited. Well, and it is in food science and nutrition. Yeah, right. So You've actually got some going happy. on here. Yeah, I never cared about it at all. And then the other day, Bree and I were arguing about something with nutrition, and I said, hey, you know, I did this at uni, and she said, oh, how do I know that? So I thought, <laughs> uh, I, better, I better pull something out here. Better get the certificate. So got, yeah, <laughs> so I'm pretty happy. Anyway, um, Mine is like I can tell you nearly exactly everything that I eat at any given hour because it's so routine-like. It's quite boring, actually. So I wake up and have a coffee without food and then run. And ah, I come coffee back and or have, you, got, you have milk in it? Uh, I have a little bit of milk, yeah. And, and then I have porridge with almond milk, yogurt, and protein powder. And then I have another coffee and I, I'm pretty bad during the day. Like, cause I'm busy. I don't eat that much. Um, so at lunch I have a sandwich with, with a meat, uh, cheese, sometimes avocado, tomato in the afternoon. I'll have like a bar, like an energy bar or something. 
um, and then I'll run in the afternoon. I'll have a cup of tea, and then after my run, Bree, she's always like the, the one thing that's constantly changing is dinner. So Bree will cook a different dinner every night, um, and it's always a meat base. Well, the, the meat changes, and we have salads, and it's normally vegetables and or a salad. Uh, occasionally there'll be rice and bread and as I'm noticing these days that I'm needing more of that so I might just have bread to the side to get more calories if it's a big week of training um, or more rice even I, I tend not to eat more meat if I'm if I'm trying to eat more food it'll be it'll be more carbohydrate rather than proteins um, just because I don't like meat that much so I don't really feel like eating it especially training a lot I don't know it's just a bit I just feel like eating grains more like bread um, and so then I just have some tea and a little bit of chocolate after it and I can I do that day in day out non-stop what kind of tea are you drinking uh, lemon and ginger what kind of chocolate you know, oh berries whatever Aldi's got on special dark Aldi. do you have dark like yeah because dark's meant to be alright for you uh, yeah, I mean, it's chocolate. Yeah. Could... yeah. If you're going to eat, you might as well eat what you like. Like if it's a treat, make sure it's good. Make sure you feel like it's a treat. It's not, oh, I've got to eat this shit chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're going to enjoy something, you should enjoy it properly. And then a couple so of beers to wash all that like, down? Couple of, oh, yeah, I'm forgetting the beer bit. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, one to two a night. Um before dinner normally so when i get home after i run i have a beer and then um and, and then maybe another beer but i think when i'm really hungry like the last few nights i've i've woken up hungry and um i think brad's got the great like that's a really good tip what he does about having that slow release protein drink before he goes to bed so i've, I've got some of that on the on the way and um uh, I'm hoping that keeps me keeps me sleeping better, but I I don't eat differently when I'm not training to when I'm training. Really, it stays pretty much the same. Um, yeah, we had we also had another email come in looking um, from Christian over in Norway, looking forward to partying with you after the race in Berlin. Oh, I hope he's got some good spots. Is he from Berlin? No, he's, no, he's from, from Norway. So, but he's ran oh. Berlin the last couple of years. So he'll, um, yeah, he's like a Berlin marathon specialist. So he emailed me, I think, on Thursday, just saying um, all the best to you, fellas. Tell Julian I'm really looking forward to the after party with him. Cool. <laughs> Christian's a bloke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Christian good. ran two twenty five last year. Two twenty four, two twenty five. Oh yeah, so he'll be there. I've actually followed uh, him on Strava. It looks like he's getting back into it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He's had a workout yesterday. Yeah, he was had a bit of a niggle there. I can't think, but um, yeah, no, he's all good. He's looking forward to uh, having a few beers with you. Good, be good. Sounds fun. That's some. That's aren't some... we all? Aren't we all? <laughs> yeah, Brad, you'll have a couple and be out. I reckon though, if you try to go okay. with Julian over here, your red wine oh, store a couple of weeks ago. I'm bringing a drinking mate over, and that man can drink. So we'll be, we'll be, we'll all be second to him. Alrighty, Brad, what about you, mate? Give me some um, nutrition advice or some nutritional facts. Um, so I'm similar to Julian in that the first thing I have in the morning is a coffee. 
Um, the days that I try and run fasted, I'll just have the coffee, uh, maybe with a dash of milk. Um, the, the days that I don't have to run in the morning, I'll often have two pieces of toast with the coffee um, and just say, I know, Vegemite and jam or something like that. Um, and then I'll go for my morning run and then I have breakfast at work. So it's generally um, uh, six or seven wheat bix with some blueberries, banana, um, milk, a bit of protein powder and some peanuts. I do have all your um, stuff just sitting in your cupboard at work. Yeah, yep. So, um, yeah, so I'll pretty much finish my run, have a shower downstairs, come up and then have my breakfast. Um, and the mornings that I don't run and I've had those couple of pieces of toast, it gets me through then so I have like a later breakfast. I won't have breakfast till maybe 9, 9.30. Um, often then mid-morning I'll have like a cup of tea and uh, either, I don't know, a couple of milk arrowroots or a couple of pieces of bread with jam. And then lunch is, I don't know, lunch changes. So it could be leftovers from the night before or sandwiches. Um, I don't know, like a zucchini slice and salad. Um, but there's always there's always salad involved and generally some some bread, generally like four pieces or so. Um, afternoon tea will be like another coffee. And I always make sure I have something to eat before training. So it's generally a coffee and a couple of pieces of toast with jam. Uh, and then I'll train and then straight after training, which I touched on on the last podcast is, um, my protein drink, which has, I guess, whey protein and some, um, amino acids in it along with about 60 grams of carbs. So that could be bananas, um, lollies, that sort of thing. And then dinner about an hour or so later, which, uh, I guess in summer it's more, um, it could be like fish and salad, steak and salad. Um, so it's a lot lighter in summer, whereas in winter, because it's so cold and I'm hungry, um, it would be pastas, um, chili con carne, um, roast, like just, just various. But it's always meat. There's always veggies. Um, and then generally before I go to bed, I have that slow-release protein and maybe like a Tim Tam or um, a couple of pieces of raisin toast or something like that. Um, and that's pretty much my day. Um, I don't wake up hungry in the middle of the night. Uh, the only thing that I would change around my training, and it was some advice that my dietitian made, was obviously load up. Like if I have a if I have a really big long run the next day, and I want to do it depleted, maybe from like lunchtime on the Saturday, I'll make sure that I have like a little bit more, like a few more carbs. Um, just to make sure that more so that I'm not super hungry when I wake up and I can get through that two and a half hours. Um, and likewise, as soon as you finish training, making sure that you're getting stuff in straight after. So from a training point of view, making sure that, yeah, you load it up before sessions and during sessions. Um, and obviously straight after just so you're getting, just so you're getting the most out of those sessions and also recovering from them. Yeah. Good so, stuff yeah. there. I'm, um, pretty similar. So yeah, I rarely eat before I run unless it's the day I have off. So Thursday I'll have some stuff. But um, like this morning I didn't have anything. Um, I just like, yeah, just running kind of depleted. Like I've never had a – I know a couple of people have had an issue with it and kind of feeling weak and stuff. But um, I kind of like having nothing there. And it just – yeah, energy-wise still seems to be there. Maybe if I push the pace a bit more it wouldn't be. But a general day would for me would be get up and run. But I'm talking like I'm probably running – within five minutes of my alarm going off when I'm working. So 
alarm might be set at six i'll be at the door at 605 10 past six um backing the door at seven and then breakfast so i kind of just make myself I kind of make myself my own muesli so just chuck in a couple of cups of oats um maybe some cut dates some cut apricots chia seeds um pumpkin seeds we just got a whole stash of stuff in jars so you just go along the kind of kitchen cupboard and just tip in whatever you want for the day which is good i'd also have a couple bits of toast with some um, natural peanut butter so just the pure stuff not the stuff with the added sugar which is good and then have a black coffee i only have my coffee black which is which is good i enjoy black coffee and then um yeah off to work and then probably leave for work at about 7.50. I try to drink a 325ml Voss bottle. Um, just grab that out of the fridge on the way to way to work and work's about 22 minutes away. So the deal always is to try and get that bottle finished just to give myself a good start hydration for the day. Um, the kids have fruit at 10 o'clock in the morning, so I'll have my fruit with them. Have a banana uh, generally or maybe an apple. And then... Our kids have lunch at 11.20, so I'll have my bigger meal at 11.20, so pretty similar to Brad, kind of leftovers. Often we might make a big a big pot of kind of brown rice and quinoa and veggies with a bit of like tomato sauce on it, or um, last week it was a bit of a pesto pasta or running for, for lunches and a bit of salad maybe there, also a couple of bits of bread sometimes and maybe take a bit of an avocado and chuck a bit of that on the bread as well um and then the lunch times often so i'm usually pretty full like that's a pretty good start it's a lot of food kind of going in before um 11 30 most days so then lunch time for me when the kids go out for lunch is 1 50 and knowing that i'll have my session or my run coming up in a couple of hours that would be a bit lighter so it might be the second piece of fruit or I might have some chopped carrot or celery or um, I'm trying to think. It's a bit of a mixture, um, some nuts, some almonds maybe, Brazilian nuts, little things like that just to get going. Maybe another bit of bread with some peanut butter on it. And then I'll usually do the afternoon session or a run. As I said, I like to kind of be feeling like I don't have too much food in my stomach when I, when I go for that afternoon one. And then dinner will be... Oh, actually, yeah, I'll have a protein shake usually straight up with uh, almond or soy milk. Dairy doesn't go too well with me, so have that straight up with uh, maybe a bit of cocoa or chuck some dates in there or some avocado or some kale or spinach. Just try to, just to make it a bit more, just add whatever you can to make it a bit more nutritious. And then, yeah, dinner would be uh, pasta. Um, what else do I have? I don't know. It's kind of hard. Always a lot of stuff of like brown rice or quinoa is a bit of a side. Um, yeah, broccolis, spinaches, kales, sweet potato. We love sweet potato over here. Um, kidney beans. Don't eat a lot of meat. Like I've been probably off a bit of meat this year. Haven't had a lot of meat in general. Had a bit of steak last week just to just to see how it goes. And yeah, I haven't found it's hurt me in any way. And I've, um and this is all when I come back from the Gold Coast, I booked in to go to Melbourne Olympic Park to see the sports dietitian there, Catherine Schoen, and she was really good. So she's I just went in with my food diary and we kind of come up that's why I've been doing this sweat testing to go through to her and kind of working out a nutritional plan there. But we've just been looking at 
it's a bit of a pain, but putting all everything I eat into it's a website, My Fitness Pal. So she's kind of looking at all that kind of stuff, and then we're looking at the calories that I'm burning throughout a big training week. So like for this week, for example, you know Monday I've got it open now in the email. Monday was two thousand five hundred. Tuesday was three thousand seven hundred. Wednesday three thousand one hundred. Thursday three thousand two hundred. Friday 2,100, yesterday was 2,900, and today I'm sitting at uh, 3,100 as well. So just trying to make sure enough's going in to make sure I'm not um, deficient in that way. So yeah, I'm trying to learn as much about nutrition as possible, but just plenty of good foods. Don't really, occasionally we'll get a block of the dark chocolate, but yeah, and a couple of of beers here and there. Oh, a lot of green tea. I I probably have three green teas a day. But um, just the one coffee in the morning. Occasionally, I might have a coffee in the afternoon if it's uh, maybe if we've got a staff meeting at school, so we have to be there till five. I might have a coffee at three thirty just to get me through the rest of the school day and pep me up a bit for the afternoon. But um, yeah, it's it's always a bit of an ongoing, I guess not an issue, but an ongoing study about what works best for you and just trying new things. Hmm. What else did you tell me? Oh, protein. Make sure I get protein in every three hours. So that was a bit of a, like, just try to be snacking away on stuff just to um, get that protein in. And then, yeah. But, um, yeah, she was good. If you're looking for someone to see, just a free plug for Catherine Schoen. Um, yeah, couldn't recommend her more. Have you done that body composition stuff, Brad? Have you spoken about that before? Um, not really, but I did a study a while back Um at the AIS where I lived on site and I had to fill out a food diary and then they got us to breathe into some bags first thing in the morning and from that they could um, tell you, I guess, your your metabolism and stuff like that. But I don't think I I ever got any results from it. Yeah. I was part of some some study anyway. That's right. They said that I wasn't eating enough. Yeah. Which it's hard sometimes, especially after you're running your session because you don't – you know you've just burned off a whole lot of calories, but sometimes, I don't know if you guys find the same, but the appetite's just not there. Like, you don't want to smash down two servings of food. Mm. Yeah. Oh, after a workout, I can't eat. Yeah. That's why I have a beer, because I need something, but it's not going to be a heavy meal. Yeah. And then the problem is you get you get um, hungry later. So it's, yeah, right before bed, you start to get really hungry if you don't have that meal. Uh yeah. Yeah, tough. And, and even just um, little things like we were just being looking into, and Carly's fantastic, like the meal she cooks here, and she's always reading up on it, but like the iron absorption. So like, you know, how caffeine can impact that and dairy can impact that. So if you're going to have, you know, an iron supplement or eat an iron-rich food, to have that with vitamin mm-hmm. C, otherwise it gets cancelled out by the other stuff you're eating at the same time, which is then not helping you at all. She She would have seen that the green tea is not very good then. Yeah, yeah. Did you, yeah, yeah. Because when you said I have six green teas, no, three. And I'm also, and I thought you said six. No, nah, three. Oh, three. Anyway, a, a fair bit of green tea um, for someone with anemia is probably not ideal. Yeah, and Bree's had issues there too, hasn't she? Where iron absorption, yeah, yeah. She did a red on it. Yeah. She, I don't think it was a green tea issue. Put it that way. It's <laughs> but, not like. <laughs> The tea was the the cause, but you've got to be aware of it. I think if yeah. you are deficient, and like yeah. caffeine, like caffeine blocks it as well. Like it's um, yeah, it's um, yeah, you just got to be 
just careful with all those things. You think you're doing the right thing. And even I found with uh, when I was low in iron last year, I was having smoothies with spinach in it and just like with dairy milk, but the calcium was too high to block the um, spinach. Like it was just doing nothing yeah. pretty much. Like it's just amateur mistakes that you just don't realize. You think you're doing the right thing. Yeah, you can't really. That's that's why, um, oh, what is it? There's like ancient tr- tradition is you never drink milk at the with dinner or something. It just struggles with the absorption and it, it doesn't work well with the other um, I'm not. I did this a degree so long ago. Don't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten everything. Uh, that's an interesting one, but I um, yeah, I hope that's answered your question. And yeah, I don't know if we we don't know. We're not. Oh, you're qualified, but the rest of us aren't. But yeah, it's um, yeah. Hopefully, that's a bit of an insight into what we eat. Yeah, it's pretty. Um, it's pretty. I think it would look similar to, to a normal person, really. Yeah, and that's I don't a, think it's too outrageous. And I that's think, why I, oh, sorry, Brad, you go. I guess that's what I said before. I think for athletes, it's more about eating well around your sessions. So making sure that you've got enough energy so that you're doing the sessions well and also making sure that you're putting stuff in straight after to recover. Um, and I guess if you're not eating well, you, you're going to know because you're going to see a decrease in the quality of your session. So you sort of – and you're going to lack energy. But Because I guess at the end of the day, like – you can worry about nutrition too much as well. Um, yeah, there's so many there's so many variables um, that do your head in if you're worried about oh does this does this food you know offset this food and I think as long as you're eating well um, and you've got got energy for sessions and your your training's progressing um, I think you're okay. I reckon yeah. some blokes like getting a bit of a trap though, and I've done it in the past thinking because I'm running X amount of kilometers a day, I can eat whatever I want. Like it's, I reckon that's a dangerous kind of, and you look at how many, you know, old timers who used to be gun runners just start blowing out a bit. Like it's, it's a bit of a trap, I reckon. Yeah, I think it was, you brought like, I don't like to focus on it too much, but it's a performance element to, if you only ate McDonald's, you might not get fat but you might not uh, be getting the best out of yourself. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a little bit about, because you run so much, you, the, the calorie def, deficit is going to be always on, in your favor, so you're not going to be putting weight on. But how's the body actually performing uh, with, with poor nutrition? Um, and you'll probably find that like you're actually losing performance because of it the junk that's going in yeah it's that old car analogy isn't it like you can give yourself good petrol or you can give yourself dodgy petrol but at the end of the day we want to get good things out of ourselves so we need to put the good foods in yeah there's no secret so it's all pretty it's all pretty basic stuff yeah yeah beautiful fellas i reckon we'll leave it there thanks again have a good week boys best of luck brad hopefully uh that that injury comes along and that back's all good, Julian, and we'll go from here. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll speak to you next week. Oh, 15K. Good luck at 15K, champs. Oh, thanks. We'll see. Oh, you, I'll call yeah, we it expect now. a medal. I'll call it now. You'll yeah. get a medal. Okay, good call. What time do you reckon what you do I, make What do I get if I don't? I'll buy a uh, pair of uh, Vaporfies or whatever they're called. All right. 
deal. What are you, um, um, yeah, what are you thinking? Uh, what time? Yeah. No, I, I don't care. I do want to compete, though. So that's, again, I don't... I don't know because, like, to be honest, I'm in the best shape that I've ever ever been in. So I don't know what I should be running now. I, I, I hope to go out there and run a time that I didn't think that I'd be able to run. That's how I'm approaching this. So I don't, I'm not caring about pace. At the moment, I'm in this zone where who knows how much I've improved. I don't want to put a, a limit on the improvement, but I know there's an improvement. Let's just... This race might show us how much of an improvement there is. Yeah. I always thought with that race, when it used to be earlier in the season that whatever pace you ran that at, you could run the Gold Coast Half Marathon at that same pace on a good course like a few weeks later. Okay. That was always my yardstick. So I've just done some like, calculating. I reckon you'll break 47 minutes, 3.08 per K. Should be able to do that easy. You ran 3.03s last weekend. Yeah. Just... No, I ran... Three oh four fives. Oh yeah, but yeah, oh, that was long that course. Dude, take the Ueys out of there. <laughs> take yeah. the Ueys. Uh, yeah, three oh eight. I'd be happy with that. I reckon I'd be okay. Just sit on apples for the first fourteen k, and see how you go. Yeah, I'll work. I know he's good at that. He's a strong man. Him and mattress. So, and I'll be aware of mattress. <laughs> yeah. uh, thanks, fellas. All right, guys. See ya. Cool. Right. Bye. Bye. Thanks, that. enjoyed that plenty of good banter as always and hopefully uh that answered a few questions around nutrition i think we probably stated it there maybe we didn't but i'm definitely not qualified in uh anything nutrition wise at all so uh you know don't take all those words as gospel or anything just what works for us what we're experimenting with if you want to um yeah seek out a health professional it's probably your best you do that rather than taking advice off three blokes off the podcast or just sue julian if that's the case he's uh he's qualified in health science or something he said so yeah take all that with a bit of grain of salt and as much as you want to and um yeah as i said we're not professionals in that field but we just thought we'd share a bit about what we eat and what goes into our bodies Hope you enjoyed that show. Thanks again for checking the podcast out. If you've got some runner mates who you think would enjoy the show, please uh, pass it on. That's one way you can support the show. That's probably the only way you can support the show, actually. Um, Yeah, and spread the word. Cheers, guys. See ya. Fundamental principle in Buddhism is no purpose. When you drop fart, you don't say, at nine o'clock I drop fart. It happened of itself. <laughs> you know, and all these pious Western devotees, you know, kind of put their handkerchiefs in their mouths and...
try not to laugh. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 